आई वी एम हेलो एंड वेलकम टू स्टेट्स वनाकी माई नेम इज हमसनी हरिहरन एवरी वीक ऑन द पॉडकास्ट वी डिस्कस इम्पॉर्टेंट क्वेश्चन इन ग्लोबल अफेयर्स इन फॉरन पॉलिसी ऑल इन द होप ऑफ मेकिंग अ लिटल मोर सेंस ऑफ द वर्ल्ड अराउंड एस दिस वीक इज आर स्पेशल क्वेश्चन एंड आंसर एपिसोड वेर वी आंसर लिसनर क्वेश्चन फ्रॉम यू म्यांमार हेज बिन इन अ लॉट ऑफ टर्म ऑयल ओवर द पास्ट फ्यू मंथ्स एंड नॉट जस्ट बिकॉज ऑफ कोविड नाइन्टीन ऑन द फर्स्ट ऑफ फेब्रुवरी दिस ईयर म्यांमार्स मिलिट्री और द तात्मादाव sealed control from the elected civilian government thousands of citizens across the whole country protested against the suppression of democracy and the tatmadaw violently suppressed these protests the coup was sudden and no one saw it coming well almost no one depending on who you believe in today's episode we answer a question about the dynamics and the geopolitical impact of the coup which helps explain what really happened in myanmar and why so rishikesh asks Is there any Chinese backing to the Myanmar army in their takeover? What impact will it have on India? Thanks for your question, Rishikesh. There's a strong suspicion internationally that China has directly or indirectly supported the Tatmadaw in executing the recent coup. In January, a month before the coup took place, the Tatmadaw chief, General Min Aung Hlaing, met the Chinese foreign minister Wang Yi. This meeting is widely considered a pivotal movement which helped determine the coup. Now the Chinese government has been quite unclear about its position in official statements. It strongly denied any involvement in the coup. But its actions paint a slightly different picture. While the rest of the world condemned the coup, China state-controlled media called it a quote major cabinet reshuffle. What's more, when the United Nations Security Council or the UNSC gathered to vote on releasing a statement that condemned the Myanmar military, China used its veto powers in the five-member council to block the motion. Back in March 2021 on episode 75 of States of Anarchy, I had spoken to journalist Bertel Lindner and the former special secretary to the Indian government Pratap Hebelkar. The both of them along with several other experts believe that the military was in a sense unhappy about the level of control that China was exercising over the civilian government. There are also people on the other side who argue that China may have involved itself because Myanmar's military government is better suited to its interests than the partially democratic one that's been in power for the last few years. Now this is important because it allows us to understand the impact of the coup on India in particular. First, let's consider how the military takeover affects China's economic relationship with Myanmar. Myanmar already has close economic ties with China. Chinese investments account for one third of all of Myanmar's trade. China is also currently funding many big infrastructure projects in Myanmar under the Belt and Road Initiative. But over the last few years, Myanmar's elected government delayed and even cancelled many BRI projects. Until it was replaced by the military, the elected government had only approved nine of the 38 projects under the China-Myanmar Economic Corridor. But this may change soon. The US, the UK, and the EU have already placed sanctions against Myanmar, and with the scale of sanctions, the military government will possibly deepen economic ties with China. Again, we have to think about this strategically. The reason that Myanmar and China developed a close relationship in the first place was because of Myanmar's isolation from the world until 
This meant that China, which is considering alternative routes for energy supplies, has been able to make several inroads into Myanmar. When we're considering the impact on India, we have to think beyond the binaries of good and bad. Just because China is building infrastructure in Myanmar doesn't mean that India needs to match up to it. Instead, I'd argue that the ripple effects would be domestic. The first cause of concern is India's 1,643-kilometer border with Myanmar, which is broadly unfenced. In an article for The Diplomat, two journalists point out how the coup is already beginning to have ripple effects in India's northeast. An estimated 7,000 Myanmar nationals, even policemen and lawmakers, have crossed the border and arrived in the Indian states of Mizoram and Manipur while seeking asylum from the Tatmadaw's regime. This influx of asylum seekers is quite a diplomatic challenge for India, and it could possibly damage its long-standing cooperation with the Tatmadaw. The second part of this is related to insurgencies. Already, the Kachin Independence Army has scaled up its attacks, as have several other militant groups within Myanmar. Several of these groups have connections within India. In the past, the Tatmadaw has cooperated with the Indian security forces in combating insurgencies in the northeast. A deterioration in the Indo-Myanmar relationship could lead to more insurgencies. All of this unrest would disturb India's already volatile northeastern states. Also, It could cause significant damage to India's Look East policy, which is about building strong strategic relationships with Southeast Asian countries. And this is because Myanmar is supposed to be India's gateway to the region. But these are just risks. As I mentioned before, the Myanmar military is cautious about depending too much on China. While the democratic government in Myanmar pursued closer relations with China, the Tatmadaw was actively reaching out to India, Russia, and other ASEAN nations to counterbalance China's influence in Myanmar. A Nikkei Asian article from earlier this year detailed how in recent years, Myanmar has cultivated defense ties with Russia to specifically counter China's influence. The article even quoted an Asian diplomat, saying that the Tatmadaw's current chief is personally distrustful of the Chinese. So what are India's options? Well, unlike countries in the West, India doesn't openly champion democracy. In the past, it's cooperated with the Tatmadaw while raising concerns in private, closed-door discussions. I think it's safe to say that that's what's going to happen this time as well. That's it for this episode of States of Anarchy. If you want to know more about the coup in Myanmar, I highly suggest listening to episode 75 with Bertil Lintner and Pratap Heblicker, possibly two of the foremost voices on the issue today. I link it in the bio with some other readings, so do check those out. I wrote this episode along with Kartikeya Reddy. If you have any questions about international relations or Myanmar, you can ask me and I will feature them every fortnight on the podcast. You can email me at ivmstatesofanarchy at gmail.com. You can also send me a DM on Instagram, where my handle is at statesofanarchy, or on Twitter at Hamsini H. Also, follow our Instagram page for quizzes, fun posts, news roundups, and so much more. If you want to support States of Anarchy, then recommend us to at least one friend. You can also leave us a rating on iTunes. You can listen to us on whatever podcast app you use. We'll be back next Tuesday.